This message you are about to listen to was recorded live at the retained Christian Church of God, Fountain of Life Parish, December Farms Road, at Cable Stop, at Baradusada Road, Ogun State. The blessed as you listen. Can you just speak your own song of worship, your own song of appreciation, and forget for once what the Lord has not done. Remember those things He has done in the past. I want to sing a song unto the Lord. I want to sing a song of yours unto the Lord. Just magnify His holy name, exalt His holy name. Faithful God, we thank you. Father, send our songs. Receive our worship. Receive our praises. Oh, Ramato, Remo, Shaprata, Elabra de Poshakataya. Laremo broto zagana, ela brana kaya kalaboria kapori bosha kada, ele breto zania kambrato aliaga. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. First Thessalonians five verse twenty-four. First Thessalonians five twenty-four. Faithful. Is he that calleth you who also we do it? Faithful is the God who has called us to pastor this church. Faithful is the God who has established this church. Faithful is that God who has invited you to come and meet him here this morning. And whatever is your expectation from that God. The Lord we do it in the name of Jesus. Your word is here. And amen. Your word is here. And amen. Your word is here. Your word is here. And up your voices and say father send me your word send me your word father send me your word father send me your word i don't want to hear the pastor i want to hear you father send me your word your word that is yea and amen your word that is quick and powerful sharper than any two edges father send me your word Father, send me your word. Father, send me your word. You send your word and heal them and deliver them from their destruction. Father, send me your word. Father, send me your word. Lord, we bless your holy name. In Jesus mighty name we are praying our father and our god we thank you king of glory we worship you lord we thank you because you are good you are kind you are merciful you are reliable when you speak it is done whatever it is you have said concerning the destiny of anyone here listening to me father bring it to pass in the name of jesus your word is here and amen your word that has gone ahead every destiny here this morning father let such will find fulfillment in the name of jesus as we go into your word father speak to us and let our lives never remain the same let your word accomplish the purpose for which it is sent this morning in the name of jesus thank you father 
In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. God bless you. You may be seated. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, congratulations. Nothing hindered you from coming today. Praise the Lord. I want you to tell that your neighbor today is a special day. And I want you to be attentive. The word of the Lord will come in your direction. And we fulfill the purpose for which they sent. In the name of Jesus. Hebrews 6 verse 10 to 15. Obtaining the promise. Obtaining the promise. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 10 to 15. Let's read it together from the screen. One to go. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which ye have showed towards his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Verse 11. Verse 11. I want someone that is fast to take over. The faster person among you take over. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Verse 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You will inherit the promises of the Lord in the name of Jesus. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself, saying, surely, blessing, I will bless thee. And multiplying, I will multiply thee. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord will bless you. The person I'm talking to didn't hear well. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will multiply you. In the name of Jesus. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. I pray for somebody listening to me. In the mighty name of Jesus, that which you have patiently waited for, arrives in the name of Jesus. Obtaining the promise. From the scripture we just read, the story of Abraham came forth there. God promised him. Even at old age, when it looks as if what the Lord promised couldn't have found fulfillment in any way possible, God still did it. After Abraham and Sarah had waited patiently, the Lord still did it. I don't know what you have been waiting for. But I have a conviction in my spirit this morning that the Lord has done it. In the name of Jesus. This morning I want to tell us that God make promises. God make promises. And he doesn't just make promises, he fulfills them. He fulfills them. In Numbers 23 verse 19, the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Had he said, and shall he not do it? Or had he spoken, and shall he not make it good? The God we serve is not a liar. It's not a scammer. He doesn't say what he does not mean. He doesn't say what he will not do. The God we serve it's not the God that will come back and say it was a slip of tongue. Whatever the Lord has said concerning you, he will do. And I'm speaking in the direction of someone this morning that which the Lord has spoken concerning you is finding fulfillment this year in the name of Jesus. And before this year is over, there will be confirmation. In the name of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 1 verse 18 to 20. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 18 to 20. The Bible says, but as God is true, our word towards you was not yea and nay. Verse 19. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, 
who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not ye a name, but in him was ye. For all the promises of God in him are ye and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Right there on your seat, can we sing that song again? Your word is yea and amen. Your word is yea and amen. Your word is yea, your word is yea and amen. Your word is yea, your word is yea. Your word is here, your word is here, your word is here, your word is here. In case you are here this morning and you are saying the Lord has not made any promise to me. That's not true. It's because maybe you are in the Lord. The Bible says God speaks once, twice. Man did not perceive. In the middle of the night, when this slumber cometh, the Bible says he opened the ears of men and sealed instruction. All those dreams you have been having, God has been speaking. God has been speaking. So God has been making promises to you. Maybe you haven't been claiming them yet. So what are God's promises? What are those things we can call God's promises? Number one, is word that you have read, that you believe, and you are holding on to. The Bible is a book of promises. Every time you open the word of God to study or every time somebody posts something on a Facebook page, WhatsApp page that you belong to, that is the word of the Lord. God is saying something already to you. Any scripture you have read, any place in the Bible you have studied and you believe and you are holding on to, it's already a promise unto you from God. Praise the Lord. Number two, what are God's promises? Prophecies spoken by servants of God over your life. When you come to church and we are declaring the word of the Lord to you, and you are saying amen and your faith is actively believing it has become a promise from God unto you and that's the Lord we do in your life in your family, in your career in your businesses in the name of Jesus prophecies prophecies that any man of God the Lord has used to pronounce over your life is a promise. It's a promise from God to you. Except the one who said it was not sent by God. What are God's promises? Number three. Personally received revelations of the kind of future that lies ahead of you. Let me mention those three things again. What are God's promises? Number one. Is word that you have read, that you believe, and you are holding on to. Number two, prophecies spoken by servants of the Lord in your direction. Number three, personally received revelations of the kind of future that lies ahead of you. I pray for you any of such promises of the Lord that you have received and is hanging over your life and family. The season of fulfillment has come. 
in the name of Jesus. I didn't just choose this topic. That was what the Lord laid on my heart since Monday. Since Monday. And there have been several confirmations by the events that happened this week that this topic is divinely given. And I believe in God for as many that the devil has not prevented from coming to church today. The promises of the Lord, they are finding fulfillment in your life and family in the name of Jesus. For a family represented here, that reign of shame expires today in the name of Jesus. I want to tell us something very important. Every individual, every family, every child of God has roles to play to bring God's promises to pass. We have roles to play. If the Lord has spoken some things about you and they are not coming to pass, you also need to check, are you doing your part to bring it to pass? And that's one of the reasons why we are here this morning. What are those roles we have to play if we must receive the promises of the Lord over our lives and family? Number one, spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Let's read together what Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1, verse 18 to 20. 1 Timothy 1, verse 18 to 20. Let's read it together. One to go. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou mightest war a good warfare. Holding faith and a good conscience, which, which some have been put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Verse 20. Of whom is Emmanuel and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Paul was telling Timothy, his son in the Lord, because of the prophecy of the Lord that has gone ahead of you, you need to make a good warfare. You have prayers to pray. You will not just fold your hands and say the Lord has spoken and it will surely come to pass just like that. God in his infinite mercies can do all things and there are certain instances where that can be true. Once the Lord has spoken it, you may do nothing and it will come to pass. But in many cases, especially in the life of those who are carriers of special destinies, you have this role or spiritual warfare to pray, to, to play. So Paul was telling Timothy, according to the prophecy that has gone ahead of you, you need to make a good warfare. I am charging you. Timothy, don't be complacent. Timothy, don't relax. Timothy, don't be careless. As because of the prophecies of the Lord that has gone ahead of you, a prayerful lifestyle, a life of always contending for the promise is what the Lord has called you to live. Praise the Lord. Number two, what role do we have to play? Number two is obedience. Obedience. And if you want to say it the best way, complete obedience. In Isaiah 1, verse 19 to 20, God speaking to someone in today's service, He saying, If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall he the good of the land. Now, if the Lord has sent me to you, prophesy over your life that within the next few years, you will be one of the richest people in Nigeria. What I'm saying in essence is that you too will eat the good of the land. But if I refuse to tell you that obedience is key, I may be giving you a prophecy that will never come to pass. 
If I refuse to tell you that yes, the Lord has destined you for greatness, the Lord is taking you to higher ground, the Lord will establish you up on top of the mountains. But I refuse to tell you that your obedience will take you there. Then I'm doing you a disservice. So if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. I think I was saying last week or two weeks ago, that as bad as Nigeria may be, there are still people whose own Nigeria is not bad. Everybody may be saying things are hard, Nigeria is bad, but some people, their own Nigeria is still good. And I pray for everyone listening to me, your Nigeria is good. In the name of Jesus. Maybe the stories around you is not reflecting that already. That is what will begin to happen from today. In the name of Jesus. But the role you have to play is that you must be determined to live a life of obedience to God. God requires obedience. When God spoke to Abraham in Genesis 12, leave your father's house, leave your mother's house, unto the land I will show you. God was calling him unto separation. Between that time that God made a promise to him, and when the promises began to find fulfillment, God was testing Abraham whether he will obey. Whether he will obey. And according to the, 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 the test we read at the beginning, when he had obeyed God, he kept the faith. He waited patiently for what the Lord was, what was promising him. God said he obtained the promise. You too will obtain the promise. You will obtain the promise. Everything the mouth of the Lord has spoken concerning you and your family will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Let me tell your neighbor, obedience is key. Number three, what does the Lord require? Faith. 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 Let's read together Romans 4, verse 16 to 22. Romans 4, verse 16 to 22. Can we read it together? I want to go. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to hold the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Verse 18. Who against hope believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be faith is important sometimes what the lord is saying does not make sense to human human brain sometimes we will look around and evidences around will not justify that what the lord is saying what the man of God is praying for us that the Lord will do will come to pass. Sometimes there may not be physical evidences to support it. That's why in the school of faith, your intellectual capacity is not needed. If you are too academic, if you are too intellectual, in the school of faith, you may not pass. It is often said that sin is believing. In the school of faith, the opposite is the case. Believing is seeing. You don't need to see evidence to believe God. You only need to trust God that his word cannot fail. There may be evidences that what the word of the Lord is saying is not true. 
But my father and your father is true. He cannot fail. Whatever it is, he has said, will surely come to pass. So if you have been waiting and it has not come to pass, it is because you are taking some courses in the school of faith. And you must not allow your faith to die. That's why the kind of activities you must surround yourself with should be activities that will suffocate your fear to death and awaken your faith. You know the way things are now in Nigeria, even across the world, if you read news too much, you listen to news too much, Al Jazeera, CNN, faith will die. I'm telling you the truth. If you are loading yourself with the news of the bad things the devil is doing, through those things, the devil will be ministering to you that is powerful. And you too, you begin to believe. But if you load yourself with the word of God, remember faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It is what you hear more about that your faith attached to. That's why the more you hear more about God, the more you hear about what the Lord has done, the more of the testimonies of others you listen to, the more faith can rise in you. That's why one of the things I don't joke with is listening to messages. I try to read books, but I'm not a very good reader. My wife is a very good reader. If we choose to read books, my wife will have reading four books when me, I'm still reading one. But when it comes to listening to messages, that's one thing I enjoy. I enjoy hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God. And the more I hear the word of God, the more something within me tells me that whatever that God has done in the past, it can do much more. And I will tell you, the reason why people can tell me about their problem and why telling me I can be telling them that this problem is not a big problem, God will do it. It's not because of anything. It is because I have loaded myself with some understanding about God that no matter how big your problem is, my God is bigger than that problem. So in the school of faith, you need knowledge. You need to load yourself with the knowledge of God. That's why when people are telling me about their challenges, I will be remembering some similar challenges in the past that the Lord has handled. Praise the Lord. I've shared this story before of a brother that was preparing to get married. And suddenly he had a strange affliction in the leg. The right leg started swelling up, swelling up, swelling up. And we're visiting him. The more we pray, the worse the condition was getting. And the number of people praying for him started reducing. Because faith was dying. That guy was living somewhere near to that time. Suddenly, his family members, they took him to Songo with his uncle. So he was no longer nearby. At that time, I was staying at Petedu. And that very year, 26th of December, I woke up in the morning, I told my wife, I said, I must see this guy today. My wife said, do you know where he is? They said, they've taken him somewhere. I said, I don't know, but I will, I will find out. I said, the Lord has loaded me with a body. I must see him today. I began to make calls, began to make calls. Eventually, we got to know where he was. And two youths in the church followed me. As we were going, my break fade on the way. I almost killed people that day. That enough was enough to keep my faith. That, I saw signs that day to be afraid of the devil. I saw signs. 
We got to a place, to a point. I said, if this car will not go, will not get there, I will get there. I parked the car and we walk, we tread a long distance. When I entered the house, they said he was inside, that they would go and bring him out. The lady he has now gotten married to, they just started dating that time. That lady was sitting at the, at the, at the dining, dining room, weeping. And when they were bringing him out, he couldn't touch the ground with that leg again. The leg was looking rotten and smelling. And he was limping on one leg. They were carrying him. When they brought him out, I wanted to pray. I started crying. My faith shook when I saw him. Because he didn't look like the person I knew. Instead of praying, I was weeping. And suddenly I heard, the, I heard the voice of the Lord. Did you come here to weep? And faith rose up in me again. And we prayed. We prayed. We prayed. The more we prayed, the more I became confident in the Lord that there will be a way out. Because humanly speaking, by the evidence that our physical eyes were seen, it looked hopeless. By the time we finished, I rose up, the uncle, everybody in the house was weeping. I faced the uncle, I said, sir, as the Lord liveth, he will not die. The uncle, why weeping? He said, pastor, are you sure? When he said that, my face shook again. I gathered confidence. I said, sir, as the Lord liveth, he will not die. As I wanted to step out of the door, that guy called my name. He now, he told me, he said, you, area pastor, he mentioned one of our pastors, Pastor Wally, he said, the three of you, you are the only people I have. Don't leave me. When he said that, my faith shook again. And we continue praying. And to the glory of God, that battle for almost two years, almost two years, that battle lasted for almost two years. To the glory of God, that leg is perfectly healed now. God intervened. God intervened. He just started to miraculously recover. And the wife gave birth recently. And when, when I visited the, the house with the area pastor, as I entered, the wife was sitting at the dining, smiling. Smiling. And I told the area pastor, I said, sir, the scene I'm seeing here is, a, is the complete opposite of what I saw at Songwater. I said, the wife-to-be then was sitting at the dining, weeping. Now that the Lord has done it, they have married. The Lord has visited them. I, see, I, I can see the same person in another house, sitting at the dining room, smiling. I use that testimony to pray for somebody here. Whatever it is that has been causing you to weep, in the mighty name of Jesus, that problem expires today. In the name of Jesus. If you will ever shed tears again, it shall be tears of joy in the name of Jesus. No matter what is happening, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. You cannot look unto God and hand in shape. I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. And the Lord will honor your faith in the name of Jesus. And the fourth thing that you and I need is patience. Patience. Hebrews 10, verse 35 to 37. Patience. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 37. 
cast not away therefore your confidence which had great recompense of reward verse 36 for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God ye may receive the promise for yet a little while he that shall come will come and will not tarry I pray for somebody listening to me. In a little while from now, you will stand before the people of God and you will proclaim that it has happened. In the name of Jesus! Sometimes, you may want to ask yourself, what am I supposed to do that I have not done? Sometimes you may ask yourself that and you won't be able to find answers. It's possible. But what, is, what God is saying in that instance is that patience is needed. Patience is needed. That's not the time to start to compromise your faith and begin to go to the devil for help. There's danger in sleeping out of faith and going to seek help from the devil. I tell you that is the reason why many people stay in the wilderness have been prolonged. Their sorrow shall be multiplied. They that hasten after another God. Sometimes patience is needed. And many people don't know quite a lot of things we pass through. God deliberately allows us to pass through them. So that when we get to where God is taking us to, God can use our experience as a tool for us to use in our ministry. That's why if you are passing through some difficult situations, the message I want you to, to, to get from those situations is that God may be bringing out a ministry that you are not aware of yet. Look at some of those testimonies we listened to during the Holy Ghost service. Somebody will say, we have waited for 13 years. We have waited for 17 years. We have waited for 25 years. In our own area, the area we are on, the Chapel of Grace area, at least this year alone, two families that have waited for a long time, God has answered them. We share the testimony here. The, the, the one family almost 26 years. 26 years. And they were waiting patiently on the Lord. 26 years. That Baba is an electrical contractor. He was the one that bought the fans we installed in this church. He was the one that did the wiring. I was, and I was telling us here, when we were building this church, he bought the fans, installed them without collecting the dime. And it wasn't that we told him that you must do it. He, he did it by himself. And at that time, I was, I was feeling pained. Because this man had waited long enough. And one of the joy I have is that the Lord has answered him. Another family who after their first child waited for 12 years, no child. The naming ceremony was done last month. Last month. These are people that are close to us, not people that are far. So I have evidences to bring to us that waiting patiently on the Lord is not a waste of time. God knows what he's doing. And let me tell us, sometimes it may look as if the enemy is in charge. The enemy is not in charge. The enemy is not in charge. God is in charge. God is, God is in charge. You just do these things we are saying. Obey God. Make warfare. Have faith in him. Be patient with God. And I pray for somebody listening to me. What the Lord will do for you will be bigger than what you are asking for. 
I don't know who you are, but I have a conviction in my spirit. What the Lord will do is bigger than what you are asking for. In the name of Jesus. I want to say something very, very important. God doesn't lie. He doesn't fail. But God can change his mind. This may sound very controversial. I want you to listen to me very carefully. God can make a promise. And he will say, concerning that my promise, I will not do it again. It is possible. Let's look at two stories in the scripture. Eli. If you read first Samuel 2 verse 30. God changed his mind concerning Eli. He had promised that the house of Eli will always produce priests to sit on the throne. But in the house of Eli, disobedience reigned. Iniquity prevailed. And let's read what the Lord said. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, Be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Disobedience is dishonor to God. In the house of Eli, the house the Lord has, pr has promised that priests will always be coming out of. His children who were supposed to take over the priesthood anointing. Women that were coming to see their father for counseling. They were making sexual advances towards them. His children, they were committing abomination in the temple. His children were, 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 were bringing sacrilege. And God said, though I have made a promise before, I changed my mind. I pray for somebody listening to me. God will not change his mind over you. God will not give up on you. In the name of Jesus. What of Saul? In 1 Samuel 15 verse 24 to 28. What of Saul? Saul was the first king in history. God brought him to the throne. But as a result of disobedience. God took the kingdom away from Saul. God decided that Saul will not reign again as king in Israel. I pray for every king and queen listening to me. Whatever you will do that will make God to dethrone you. May you not do by the mercy of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Whatever it is you will do that will make the mercy of God to expire over you and your family, you will never do in the name of Jesus. And this is the reason why delayed repentance is dangerous. This is the reason why to be disobeying God to be living contrary to God's will. And you are being told you need to change your ways. You need to give your life to Christ. You need to come to him and you are resisting. It's dangerous. Continuous disobedience is rebellion. And such people, the Lord can reject them. And his promises over them may never come to pass. That is why if you are here this morning listening to me, you want to say to the Lord, I don't want anything whatsoever that will make you turn back against your promises for my life. I know I'm a sinner and I want to surrender completely today. Anyone like that, wherever you are, put your right hand on your chest. As we sing this song, you have checked your life, you know that in one way or the other, disobedience is reigning. You know that you are still committing some secret sins and you need the help of the Lord. I want you to put your right on your chest, your right hand on your chest as we sing this song. 
into my heart into my heart come into my heart Lord Jesus come in today come in to stay come into my heart Lord Jesus into my life into my life come into my life Lord Jesus, come in today, come in to stay, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. If I say I'm not a sinner, what of those easily besetting sins? They call you, they say, Where are you? You are still at Latke bus stop. You say I'm very close to Agbara. What of those ones? What of those little, little lies? What of those little, little compromises? I want you to search yourself. We'll sing that song once again, then I will agree with together with those who are putting their right hand on your chest. Today is a day that God wants to establish new covenant with someone here. And you will head time to that covenant in the name of Jesus. Into my heart. Into my heart. Put that hand on your chest. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. Come in today. Come in to stay. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. I want you to pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus. I come to you today. Knowing fully well that I'm a sinner in need of surrender. I know that I've not been obeying your word. I know that between me and you, there is a wall of separation caused by sin. Father, have mercy on me. Blot out every record of iniquity against my life. Every of your plans and purpose for my life. Father, don't allow sin to destroy. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If you have prayed that prayer, please feed that card you are given. And we will pray along with you. And the Lord will answer your prayers in the name of Jesus. Let's rise up on our feet. We want to pray a few prayers. Your word is yea and amen. Your word is yea and amen. Your word is yea and amen. is to ask for the sure mercies of David. Is somebody ready to pray? In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 15 to 16, God was comparing David to Saul. God was saying something. 2 Samuel 7, verse 15 to 16. Media, can we go there? Let's read together. But my mercy shall not depart away from him. Can we read it together with a loud voice? Want to go? But my mercy shall not depart away from him. As I took it from Saul, whom I put away before the verse 16. 
and thy house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. Concerning Saul, God made a promise and he changed his mind. But concerning David, God said concerning David that he is showing mercy to David. And that kind of mercy is called the sure mercies of David. God is saying no matter what David does, I will not change my mind. I have spoken on that topic before. And you may, do, you may do well to listen to it. I want to lift up your voices and say, Father. Say, Father. Father. Joshua, mercies of David. That made that David enjoy. Father, let me also begin to enjoy it. The mercy that will make you look beyond my shortcomings. Father, have that mercy on me. Let me have that Father, let me enjoy the sure message of David. Don't allow my sins to hinder the fulfillment of your promises. By the sure message of David, let I cannot hear some people pray. I cannot hear some people pray. Oh, Labrado, Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Listen to me. When the blind Matthias, when he saw Jesus going, and he, he kept on shouting, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. You know the reason why? The lineage of David was the lineage that, according to the word of God, God established the covenant of sure mercies with and it was from that lineage jesus came from that was why jesus was the carrier of the sure mercies of david with which no promises of the lord can fail the blind Bartimaeus understood this mystery and that was why he saw jesus and he started shouting thou son of david i know you carry mercy that mercy i want to partake of it have mercy on me can you make that cry this morning thou son of david jesus establish your sure covenant of mercy over my life in the name of jesus Thou sure man, thou, thou son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me, 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 in the name of Jesus. You may David enjoy your sure mercies. Let me enjoy you too, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. In Genesis 18, verse 10, there was divine visitation to the house of Abraham. Just the same way in a family here, there will be divine visitation before this month is over. And the word of God came out. I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son and Sarah had it in the tent door which was behind him Sarah didn't believe but in Genesis 21 verse 1 to 2 the Bible says God visited Sarah as he has said I pray for somebody listening to me as the word of the Lord has gone forth the Lord will visit you and that shall be fulfillment in the name of Jesus lift up your voices and say my father visit me with your promises and let there be fulfillment Thank you, Father. In Jesus, 
Mighty day we are praying. Isaiah 46 verse 9 to 11. Isaiah 46 from verse 9 to 11. Can we read together? Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from the ancient time the, see, the things that are not yet done. Say my cancer shall stand. And I will do my all oh, my pleasure. I pray for you. Over your life the counsel of the Lord shall stand. In the name of Jesus. Over your family the counsel of the Lord shall stand. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will fulfill his purpose and his counsel and his own pleasure. In the name of Jesus. Calling a ravenous bird from the east. The man that executed my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it. I will also do it. Lift up your voice and say, Father, that which you have proposed to do in my life and my family. Father, do it. 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 The hour has come that the Son of the Lord shall be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Two more scriptures. Isaiah 48 verse 11. Isaiah 48 verse 11. For my own sake. Even for my own sake. Will I do it. For how should my name be polluted. And I will not give my glory. Unto another. Lift up your voices. And say Father. Because your name is involved. Because your name cannot be polluted. Because your name cannot be, 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 be reproached. Because your name is involved in my case. Father, do it. Father, do it. I don't know what you are believing God for. I want you to begin to ask the Lord to do it. Because your name is involved. How should your name be polluted? Father, do it. Father, do it. Father, do it. Makalabaya. Libra tanda boria kapara bosha. Lira pakia panda bayagala. Labra dosha le korea paria kwaliaka. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Lastly, I want to speak over our lives. Jeremiah 33 verse 14. That our brother used to pray for us. Jeremiah 33 verse 14. Can we read together? Behold, the days come. See the Lord. That I will perform that good thing which I promised unto the house of Israel. Unto the house of Allah the Meji. Unto the family of Allah the Meji. And unto the people of Fountain of Life Parish. I want you to lift up your voices and let your amen be loud as I pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. When you send your word, your word doesn't fall to the ground. You say your word that you have sent. You say, as rain coming down from heaven, and touch at the ground. You say, so shall your word be that you send. You say, it shall go forth and accomplish the purpose for which it is, it is sent. Lord, I send your word on your behalf in the direction of the need of anyone in today's service. In the mighty name of Jesus, every of your expectations, they turn to manifestation in the name of Jesus. That which you have been waiting for arrives without any further delay 
in the name of Jesus. You will glorify God. You will glorify God. You will glorify God. Oh, that no, you will gather to glorify God with you. In the name of Jesus. Every report of impossibility over your life and destiny is cancelled in the name of Jesus. With God, nothing is impossible. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, any medical report represented here this morning is cancelled in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen and amen. God bless.